0: The kind man. It's been a long, long week. Longer than when mum broke her hip and was in terrible pain, but they couldn't operate till the effect of her blood thinners was reversed. Longer than those hellish first months after Dad retired. Longer than the time since my sister's wedding, when everyone teased me I'd be next, and that still hasn't happened close to 30 years later. I've dressed carefully, polished my shoes, washed and brushed my hair into smoothness. Though who in this house ever notices me... Unless they want something, and stashed my only one lipstick in my bag. I can rub some on my cheeks for a colour boost. I look so pale from always being indoors, and I do so want to make a better second impression. I'm the youngest of four siblings, all married and gone to their busy lives of husbands and wives and children, leaving me here with the aged parents. I didn't grudge it at first. I was happy to look after them. I volunteered. But I didn't know it would swallow my life, my youth, my energy and turn me into a shambling old grouch before my time. No one ever came forward, you see. I had to plead for help and was made to feel like a whiner. Even convicts get time off for good behaviour. But despite my excellent behaviour and matchless service, there seemed to be no end to my imprisonment. I just wanted a life too. But that was top of no one else's priorities. So I instituted a weekly off. Every Friday or any other day of my choice, if I gave enough notice for them to schedule, one of the siblings has to arrive before 9am and stay till 9am the next morning. I don't want to know the roster. I'm not interested. Just be there, one of them. And I won't step in to help earlier than 9, even if I'm home, which I usually am. Initially, they plagued me with useless calls right through the day. Till I said, you call me for anything short of a crisis and you can just stay on shift 48 hours. Learn to decide. I did. It caused a major racket when I tabled my demand. But thank heaven I had the wit to do it. Now it all works smoothly. Since I have my day off, I'm happy to serve the rest of the time. And since they have to do that one day every so often, they appreciate me the more. Last week, I'd gone off as usual. I had a busy schedule with many errands in the morning, a grilled sandwich, cake and hazelnut coffee for lunch, stopping at the library to change my books, and the big shebang was a music concert in the evening. After that, i planned to dine at Shanghai Restaurant. Or maybe a kati roll if I got seduced by the smoky aroma emanating from nawabs. These are my two favourites. My head was still zinging from the lovely music, all old and familiar and a very inclusive performer who often directed the mic towards the audience and encouraged us to sing along. It had been great fun. I felt part of a musical community as we all belted out those old songs, roaring unabashedly into the auditorium and rattling the aged rafters. My large shopping bag was full of the day's efforts, and my small handbag slung, cautiously, crossbody. The shops were closed, and the bustle was mostly us, theatre-goers, emptying onto the street. If I noticed the kids skateboarding at all, so late at night, it was only peripheral. They caught my attention only when one of them snatched my crossbody and skated off into the dark. I cried out! Ah! But in seconds, he or she, was out of sight. And I was left standing there foolishly with my shopping in my hand. No money, no credit card, no phone, no house keys, which didn't really matter as I had no way to get home since I couldn't pay for my bus ride. Nobody paid the blindest bit of attention to my small cry for help. They may not even have noticed it was over so fast. The back and sides of my neck burned from where the strap had been yanked off. I had to sit down for a while. I just didn't know what to do with myself. I'd never felt so helpless. I literally didn't have a scent on me. How was I to get home? Forget the dinner I'd been dreaming of all day. I didn't know any phone numbers anymore. They're now stored in that tiny phone and flown out of my brain leaving space for other important matters. Though for the life of me, I couldn't think what matter could be more important than that at that precise moment. The street had emptied and gone silent. I was sitting on the cold bench, feeling scared, I'll admit it. I looked at my watch and realised I'd been sitting there almost an hour. I was hungry and tired. It had been a long day and my neck ached. I should have been home and in bed by now. But I still didn't know what to do. I'd missed the last bus home. I knew that. Should I take a cab, explaining I'd be at home? Could I walk home or to the home of one of my siblings? Everything was too far. And I'd have to lug my shopping bag which seemed heavier every time I thought of it. I was trying to sort it out in my head when I felt a hand on my shoulder and looked up, bewildered. It was a man, gentle-eyed. He said he'd noticed me sitting alone in the dark and deserted street as he drove by and been concerned. So he'd stopped. I hadn't responded to his honking, he said. I hadn't heard it. I replied automatically. Yes, he said, he'd realised that. So he'd got out a check and seen the blood on my collar. My hand reached instinctively for it and came away wet, the whole area stinging again now that I was aware of it. He had such a kind face that I wound up blurting out the whole story about how my bag had been snatched, and I didn't know how I was to get myself home and I'd missed the last bus and I had no money and couldn't remember any phone numbers. And how was it those children were out so late and I needed to cancel my credit card? Though luckily I had a very low limit and had used some of it today already so they wouldn't get much out of it. Only it disrupt my life and really I was babbling too much. He listened patiently then went back to his car and returned with a paper bag. He'd bought himself some sandwiches and fries for his dinner and offered to share them with me right there on the bench and just wouldn't listen to my protests. So we sat there in the soft darkness and shared his dinner. It was so kind of him. Then he insisted he would drop me home. This was his usual route home though that day he was much later than usual, which turned out to be a good thing since he'd been able to help me. He picked up my shopping bag, light as a feather in his strong, solid grip, and escorted me into his car. I think I was crying. I must say in my own defence that I'm not normally so pathetic. But last Friday, when I was robbed in that shocking manner... I just fell apart. It was more than the theft. I know that now. It was shock, the violation, the helplessness, the feeling of being completely alone and unsupported. Who's there to look after me? That more than anything else, I think. He offered me a tissue from a box in his car and tactfully left me alone a few minutes while he found a bin for the remnants of our sandwich dinner. He drove me home, waving away my apologies. He put on some music so the silence wasn't intimidating. He spoke about himself. He was a bachelor and worked in engineering. I told him about my parents and my Fridays off. He counseled me to always have an emergency stash of cash on my body or in another bag. And some phone numbers memorized or stashed with the cash. He wasn't superior or preachy, just terribly kind. And soon I was home and on the pavement, waving him off with many, many thanks. It was only as I saw the red tail lights shrinking into the distance that I realized I didn't even know his name, let alone anything else. How was I ever to repay his overwhelming kindness? So a week has passed, and my plan is to sit on that bench from early evening and look out for him every Friday evening for as long as it takes. He'd said it was his regular route home. I don't know the make of his car, of course, but I'm hoping he'll look out at that bench too and will stop if he sees me. I just want to thank him properly. Does that sound like a plan? A bit hopeless, even to my own ears. But my only chance. So I'm just going to have to take it. He was a very kind man.